Warning, this episode may genuinely contain language that some listeners may find offensive. Will find offensive. I definitely will, let's be fair. With our audience, come on. At least now I can talk about it without bleeping it. There won't be any bleeps in this one because we have to be quite candid about the topic. And being candid about topics, they suck as a chocolate bar. Who likes topics? No one. I like the jingle. Do you want to sing that? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. You do, and you'll you'll add it. (laughs) No, I genuinely don't, but yeah, I might add it in now. Quickly backing out of that. What has a hazelnut in every bite? Sorry! Milk chocolate for your delight. Sorry! Nougat and caramel cold and light. And don't forget the hazelnut in every bite. Sorry! A hazelnut in every bite. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark disabled world. Welcome back to Seesaw Podcast, the show that is going to be taking a stab at ableism once again. Let's kick off with doing a bit of a, a check-in. So, please, we'll start with you. Well, yeah, it's a new year, isn't it? Set myself up for the new year. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the making of Cleves, I've decided. Uh, is, is there any more details, or are you going to share those as it progresses? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Set myself some goals. Are they smart goals? Uh, I can't remember what half of it means. Measurable, something, relevant in time. I can't remember what the other two are. Well, maybe that should be one of your goals. Google the acronym. Yeah. Okay. And Selena, generic question for you. I've actually had to go to eye casualty, and I've got a, a next time we do icons, I've got a new condition I to add were, to it. I thought you were going to say, I've been to eye casualty, so I've got a doctor's note, and I can't do this episode. Goodbye. <laughs> Selena, someone, no. no one told you it's not like Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all. <laughs> but on a no. serious note, that, that, that sucks. And we hope you're all, you're all good because mm. that's not good. You don't want to don't have more things. No, I know. I just like collecting eye conditions, apparently. Um, oh, and, how are you, T? Um, I'm not well, I was uh, but I'm, I'm pushing through it. Um, I was unwell over Christmas with a bug virus food poisoning i don't know what it was but i was quite ill over christmas and then around a week after it my wife got a cold flu thing and i thought i'm gonna avoid her and i have been avoiding her and i have caught it um so that's that's great so you're not the only thing uh catching no no i just want to catch a break at this point the s and the a stand for specific and achievable well done goal completed you just have to remember it now but they're called smart targets, not smart goals. Same difference, bro. I know, but it just didn't sound right saying smart goals, smart targets. Okay, let's move on, shall we? So this week, we are going to jump back into the pond of murkiness that is ableism. Just before we go into that, I've actually got some quick blind news that we can cut. You'll be happy to know, slash indifferent to know, January the 4th was World Braille Day. Oh, yeah, it was. It was, but you did that like we did like a World Braille Day episode whenever, probably the last World Braille Day. I imagine it was the 4th of January last year. Oh, yeah, we did. Disregard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, talking of that, can I just mention that it's not news, but it's just reminded me of something quite funny. R and I B of asking people to name their Braille machines. 
and I was reading some of the comments of suggestions. I think the deadline has passed by the time this uh, episode comes out, unfortunately, so you can't contribute. But oh. popular names included Braille, McBraille, Base, Dotty, oh, Louis, gonna... you know, those ones. It's going to be Dotty or Louis. It's not going to be like Braille, McBraille, Face, is it? Even though that'd be the <laughs> best name. We could have called them Ron Weasley because they're absolutely fucking useless. <laughs> we were recording before. We did have an in-depth tear down of Harry Potter for some reason. Was it actually Perkins Brailless as well? That's that's what no, I, I think there's different was ones. Oh, is there? Yeah, uh, I think it's them, yeah, and bosses. And I don't think they really use Perkins these days. Fine, uh, yeah, and bosses again. and all sorts. <laughs> In RNIB news, I would like to point out that they are hosting some awards. There is one for your favorite content creators. So if you listen to this and you like Seasog podcast, please go to the RNIB website. The links will be in the show notes and give us a little vote. Two minutes of your time. Please we do. need it. I'm desperate. T needs his fragile ego stroking and Selena's... I don't know. Selena probably doesn't care. <laughs> She's got all this shit going on. I do care. Oh, do you? I, oh, I, right, sent, okay. the, I sent the info your way. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did, yeah. I actually really do care about this one. Please vote, because last year we were nominated for the Shaw Trust Awards. We weren't... We didn't win. And we were also uh, nominated for ni- uh, National Diversity Awards as well. And we did not win. At this point, we're basically the Leonardo DiCaprio of Disability Awards. We might get our day one day. Yep. Okay, shall we get on to the episode proper then? Yep. So, ableism is always all over Twitter. But it's always over social media. Contextually, some things have happened. There's been a doings of transpiring over the Christmas winter period. In particular, comedian Rosie Jones has been in the middle of this. But the crux of it is, after doing appearances on the Royal Variety and the Big Fat Quiz of the Year, there have been a lot of ableist comments, trolling. And so this has sparked a conversation, or rather the ire and anger of the disabled community. Uh, Rosie is quite understandably quite tired of this, saying that she was going to lie low after basically going back and forth with people over Twitter slash X or whatever you want to call it. And then other things came up, like within the comedy sphere, uh, like Ricky Gervais and a joke he said on his latest Netflix special. So does anyone want to start off with a bit more detail about what this is actually about or their thoughts on it? Well, Rosie Jones has cerebral palsy, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Uh, so speech patterns are different to a person that doesn't have that condition. And when people watched the show, they were commenting that the pacing of the show was ruined by it and that sort of thing. If you want to know more about Rosie Jones, you can go to her YouTube channel. But it is a lot slower paced. Um, and because of her cerebral palsy, sometimes it can be quite difficult. I don't really have issues understanding her, but I see a lot of comments saying that they don't understand um, her speech in general, let alone the pacing of it, which I'm not gonna st- I can't knock people. If you can't understand someone, you can't understand someone, but there's a time and a place to voice things. <laughs> so There's also subtitles. Yes, there are also subtitles. Also, I think there are a lot of comments that are usually thrown away about the way she looks and that sort of thing as well. Yeah. From what I saw, it went from some legitimate concerns about comedy and comedic preference, which then got blurred into a lot of hate. And that's where it sort of snowballed, 
where there were people who were like, oh, I don't really like Rosie Jones, I don't really find her funny, to why is this disabled person on telly? And understandably got quite uncomfortable over social media. I think it's really difficult to know where the line is. How far can you go before you've actually stepped over the line and what you're saying is no longer a valid opinion and has moved into something, yeah, not pretty? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it it's really slippery, especially when you're talking about comedy, especially. It's getting, you know, cancel culture and all of that over the last three, four, five years. It's become quite prevalent uh, to the point where comedians have been on the block a lot of the time for this. But I, I agree like, with this. It's, it's quite difficult because you don't really know where that line is. I don't know. If it's turning into hate speech, then, yeah, that, that's not okay. But where is that line? Because I suppose it comes down to the individual, doesn't it? I've got a quote from Rosie Jones. It says, comedy is subjective and it's okay if I'm not your cup of tea, but please remember the difference between personal preference and downright ableism. Mm. Separating the comedy from the disability. And I think that that is a very valid point, but I think a certain part of Rosie's comedy approach does lean into her cerebral palsy a little bit as well. Like her... her, Of course, yeah. and like the content, the way she delivers jokes as well. So I think that's where it gets even more tricky when we're talking about the cups of tea side of things like subjectiveness of comedy, because her disability leans so much into that. And there's other comedians who do that as well. Chris McCausland, like the blind comedian, 90% of his jokes are about being blind. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Some people aren't going to find that necessarily funny. I think it's a bit stale, personally. It's not really my thing. Shade, well and truly thrown. I think, fair play. He went to RNC. Not going to be a guest on the show now. You just dissed him, great. I I respect him as a comedian. (laughs) Respect him as a comedian. I'm not going to knock anyone. Comedy is is hard. From what I've heard, it's a very hard trade. It's, It's very difficult to break out in it. And anyone who gets success, I think, is is fully worth having it. But everyone has a preference to comedians and, and jokes and uh, storytellers or whatever it may be. So it's okay to not like someone for their com- not for their comedy or, or the way that they... And that's the dog in the background. It's okay not to like it. But I think when your act is so heavily based in the disabled world, it can be quite hard to get that balance. I don't think many, if any, from the big fat quiz of the year that I watched, jokes that Rosie had made were of the cerebral palsy or disability nature. The show doesn't really lend itself to that sort Mm. of openness. And the amount of time that she's actually speaking out of a two-hour show is about five minutes. So I don't really understand why people are so pissed off at that kind of stuff, especially to the point that it actually sparks them to want to be negative towards that person in any way. Mm. Yeah, I, I did have a look at some of the comments and some of them were very harsh to some that weren't like overtly like aggressive towards her, but were still very harsh. Uh, one that stands out in my mind is someone said that they had recorded Big Fat Quizzes of the Year. And as soon as they saw that Rosie Jones was on the panel, they deleted off of their whatever device they were called. On. I mean, it's harsh that they've written that out on social media, but that that's their personal opinion if they don't like. Rosie Jones as a comedian, like you've just said, you don't like Chris McCall, so maybe you wouldn't watch his stuff when you delete him straight away. To me, mm. that's not ableism. 
No, and I think no people's morality. This, this is the thing. It. I mean, and I, I wouldn't delete if if Chris McCorson was on a show. I wouldn't delete it because he was on it. Like, not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to go that far. There's other comedians I'm not a fan of, which aren't going to be the reason I don't watch a panel-based show or a quiz or something like that. Oh, I do. If there's certain comedians on it that I don't like, I'll be like, skip, no thank you. It, I think it just comes down to personal preference, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not because they're disabled or anything. I just don't find them very funny. That's, that's completely fair. There was a lot of ableist stuff on there as well. I will say that. Some were very scathing comments. Like, one person, I'm just paraphrasing, I don't have notes up, was along the lines that I'm all for disability rights, I just don't want to see them on my telly. And I was like, mm, okay, you, you, that, you can't have both. You can't be cool with disability and not want to see it. And there was a lot worse on there as well. Well, apparently Rosie Jones is, gets this quite a lot because she's effectively putting herself out there and she's on a lot of people's radars. She sort of opens herself up to all the... It's disability racism, isn't it, effectively? Uh, well, she was saying on a documentary that I watched that she put out on Channel 4 about this stuff. It's called Rosie Jones, Am I a Retard? And it was all about the negative social media comments that she's getting, the ableist comments that she's getting, and how, firstly, the term isn't widely used or widely known, and also it's not taken as seriously as racist or homophobic or transphobic comments either. So the documentary is about, firstly, her having now employed someone to filter her social media to take away all of that sort of ableist junk that's thrown at her. What the actual social media sites are doing when they are faced with comments like that. If there's one, I think, and it just says something like, you're a retard or something like that. And Rosie basically takes it to X and says, you know, effectively, why is this person not being blocked or banned from their account? Mm. And because a lot of social media sites just use like a a computer algorithm to sort of search negative words. It basically said, no, 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 that's fine because the word retard is not programmed into their database to be as bad as racist words or Mm. homophobic words. Yeah. I, I did have a read about this and it seems like a lot of the content policies, it's not just X or Facebook or YouTube. It's on a lot of them. They don't push the the policy when it comes to disability as much as other things. I had a look at the YouTube terms and stuff like that, and it does say that that does fall under hate speech, and it's something that they have a, a no-tolerance policy on. But you don't have to look very hard to see instances of where they have not enforced this, where they would do if it was racism or homophobia or transphobia. Um, there's instances where this will not be pursued Kind of a catch-22, though, isn't it, if you're a social media company? Because stuff like that, ableism, racism, it's the stuff that gets big news and big talking points and drives traffic to the website. It's oh, yeah. disgusting and it's horrible, but, you know, if you're <laughs> if you're a social media platform, it's you have to take the stance because it's, well, it's disgusting. But at the same time, it must be pretty tough if you're a rich social media mogul to have to just bat away all that racist and... Yeah. traffic. I just wanted to say any celebrity is putting themselves out in the public eye disability or not um, therefore everybody gets hate unfortunately that's the world we live in Rosie Jones won't be the only comedian who gets trolled on, on Twitter and I know 
some comments are being perceived as being ableist but is you know comments that other people will get you know if a footballer plays bad people are straight on their keyboards insulting them is it any worse the comments that she's getting to any other non-disabled celebrity it's going to be a spectrum isn't it i think there will be some that will be akin to other situations i don't think people know as much about ableism as they do the other types of discrimination if you were to ask someone was anyone in the street to say oh what's racism what's sexism they'd, they'd be able to give you a definitive answer and then if you come to ableism because it's a phrase that's only been coined and really pushed over the last couple of years i think they're still catching up to do there so without understanding that i think people might not perceive what they're doing as ableist or discriminating against disabled people where there's a very clear line what racism is that doesn't mean it's going to not stop racism because like like you said like you can have uh, a, a black footballer who's not played particularly well and there'll be a slew of racist stuff on their social media i think it's fine to criticize someone's performance but just because for example that person's black that's where it's not okay because you just you throw in taking on yeah yeah insults at them because of their race mm. rather than the performance if someone has a bad comedy shit someone if a band shit i'll you know there's probably been times when i've been younger that i've literally shouted at the band you're fucking shit and i have been to some terrible terrible gigs before and walked out of gigs because they've been that bad and yeah, there is an ex uh, a sort of expression of emotion at that time but it's it's based solely on the performance as opposed to someone's physical look or uh, like ability i guess as youngsters get older and start having kids and stuff like that i think the culture will change organically because you know there, there is an older generation who isn't as tolerant for lgbtqia plus uh there's a generation that isn't so great when it comes to race and diversity and i think Although that those are there's still discrimination that clearly does happen, there there has been a lot of movements forward with that. I think it is just a, a matter of time. And I don't think in 20, 30 years, I don't think we'll be having this conversation really. I think it'll still be around, but I don't think it'll be a conversation like this. I think it's just because it's so new and people aren't really aware of it on the mass scale yet. It's why it's mm. such a shocking thing to see. Um, but is it shocking then that Rosie Jones performs in places that are not accessible to disabled people, uh, mm. to wheelchair users? And she says she has to do that because that's obviously she's trying to make a living. Is it okay for her to say on one hand that don't be ableist and then on the other hand she doesn't perform in an accessible venue. I think to begin with, if she was doing that, then that that's fair because breaking out is very difficult in in any sort of like, whether it's music or, or comedy or, or anything like that, I think it's quite difficult. You've got to take the gigs you get. But I would say that Rosie Jones is probably big enough now that she can make demands of only accessible venues without it having a huge negative effect on her. And maybe she should be the the advocate and pushing that because things will change for the better because of that. But that's ultimately her choice to make. So it's 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 a difficult one. I think you're right in the sense that 
when you have enough to be comfortable, you start to be able to make a choice. I mean, I don't know about Rosie Jones' financial situation, but with the appearances that she does and her tours and stuff like that, I imagine she does have some degree of her career is comfortable at this point to the extent that maybe that's something she should be thinking about. But again, I don't know her situation. But ultimately, it's her choice whether she wants to do that or not. When I saw that, and the, the big fuss, I suppose, she's making about ableism. And in one sense, she's coming across as this big disability advocate. And then on the other hand, it looks like she's been a bit hypocritical. I don't know how I, I feel about that, genuinely. Well, if we divert very slightly, um, as mentioned earlier, there is also something else that's come out of this. Uh, with another comedian, Ricky Gervais. I'm not a fan of Ricky Gervais either. I don't, <laughs> you I don't, don't like much. anyone. No, I like Rosie Jones. <laughs> I do like Rosie Jones, um, but I'm not a fan of Ricky Gervais. I'm, I'm not my style of comedy. And Ricky has gone on records numerous times saying that he's against ableism, um, he's an advocate for equal rights and equal respect of everyone. And was quickly called out for his 2023 Netflix series, where one of his jokes, although he said, oh, I don't really mean it, might be seen in bad taste, to the point that the charity Scope called him out on it. And they got a lot of hate, um, because comedy is sacred to some people. So although Scope called them out on it, they quickly retracted what they were saying and disabled comments because they were getting a lot of shit for standing up for disabled people well no they weren't standing up for disabled people in my opinion that what they took a stance on was the language used so in context i'm pretty sure i'm paraphrasing but the joke was essentially there would he was talking about make-a-wish kids and he effectively said out of all the wishes in the world why would you not wish to get better you fucking retards Do you he, know how, yeah he called them baldy retards Mm. which is, you know, pointing out, like, chemotherapy and, and stuff like that. And I, I can see how some people would be upset with that. But should he have used that terminology? Could he have not done no. that? Should he have used that terminology in 2023? Because, you know what? Little Britain. Love that show. <laughs> Can't watch it anymore. Been taken off. But mm. at the time, and even now if I watch that, I... You know, comedy does test boundaries, but that—that's what they and they have to cross it to get the joke. Sometimes I'm not agreeing with what Ricky Gervais said, but it's hard to be a comedian, isn't it, and be politically correct because a lot of jokes need to be not politically. Yeah, correct. yeah. But I would suggest that the joke of why isn't their first wish to get better is the joke. And the follow-up is just a shock factor of all baldy retards. It's like, does that really add to it other than the shock value? Not really. The joke was, why wasn't their wish to get better? So I don't think he should have said it, because I think that his joke was already capped. He'd already delivered the punchline, and it was just uh, an off-the-cuff Yeah, but Scope didn't have a problem with the joke. That's what annoyed me. They were absolutely fine with him saying that, you know, terminally ill children should wish to get better <laughs> as opposed to, you know, seeing fucking John Cena or something. Mm. 
their problem was with the language used. If you just said fucking, I don't know, if you just said hair-challenged idiots, it would they would have been fine with that. Yeah, I, I see what I, you're saying as well. Yeah, I, I, you're, saying, I, I, you're saying the whole joke's actually okay. But yeah, actually, when you break yeah. that down, that no is a bit... Scope had no problem with the joke. They had the, they mm. had the problem with them using the word baldy and using the word retard. If you said hair-challenged idiot, I'm sure that joke would have flown no problem. Well, maybe. But the the point I'm getting at is that the joke was about getting better. And then that follow-up bit didn't really add anything other than the shock value. And but you're he, on the comedy now, aren't you? But he could have just cut that because he said that he's an advocate and stuff like that. And, you know, that sort of terminology, I don't think is particularly good. That's personal preference. Oh, yeah, the terminology. But again, you're on the language, aren't you, as opposed to the joke? That's true, but I don't think I don't think that part added to the joke anyway. So I think, but that's the subjective view of the comedy rather than the ableism. True, but I think when you're going out as a very famous uh, public figure and you are advocating for all of these things, I think you have to be careful when it comes to delivering your own media, whether it's comedy or, or whatever, that might be construed as counteracting what your very public stance is. Yeah, but then it also depends what your public stance is. Because if you're saying you're against all of these things, and by doing that you say, yeah, and the reason I'm against that is because everyone's up for grabs, as opposed to no one being up for grabs. Mm. It is difficult because comedy, yeah, it's subjective. And you're right, either everything's okay or nothing's okay. But I would debatably say that if Ricky Gervais had another joke in his set, and I, have, I haven't watched the show, but if he had another similar joke, but it was of uh, it was based on an ethnic individual, and then he did a slur afterwards, which would be construed as racist, would that be okay, considering that it's been construed by quite a lot of people what he said was ableist? Oh, no, because people have drawn the line in different places. But is that okay? I think if you're going to go after everyone, go after everyone. And if you're not going to go after everyone, don't bother. I'm of that opinion. That's fine. Because I don't I don't want to draw a line in the sand and say, this is okay, that's okay, this is not okay, that's not okay. Because I, I who am I to make that call? Ultimately, you're responsible for you, what you consume. And if you get offended by something you've chosen to consume, surely that's on you. <laughs> I agree with the last comment. Oh, I thought you were agreeing to Ricky Gervais being hilarious and you loved the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I am not not even continuing to speak after that because that'll all be twisted, turned Edith against me. Might be edited <laughs> yeah. in a way to make it complicit. Yeah. Would that ever Do happen? You know what? I, I genuinely, like as well, ableism, when the word started, appearing on social media and stuff didn't understand what it was didn't really think oh this is some i've never thought by word for it you know i've never no i've never thought about being people being ableist to me hmm. i'm just saying eh, just well, I'm, just I'm don't understand disability that's how yeah. i've always you know if anyone thinks negatively about my blindness i think well you just you're not educated that's all i think i don't yeah. think oh my god you're being ableist yeah. It's funny how it's become this this thing now, isn't it? But it makes us look angry as a community. Because I, I don't like the word ableist because I think discrimination is discrimination. And, like, okay, we have other words for other forms of discrimination, but it's not like we weren't using, you know, we 
if something happened before ableism came out, like you're right, it's a lack of education, but at the same time, it can feel like discrimination. And I've used that word before in mm. situations. Yeah. Like, this is discrimination. I didn't need like the the minority in the community to turn around, coin a word that is quite aggressive, and people were getting their backs up saying, oh, it's another thing that we have to be aware of, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no you were already aware of it, but now they're pushing this new term at you, which means you have to educate yourself on something you already know in most cases. I think that's what people are taking umbrage with, like the wider population, or those people who are like, oh, I don't want to learn any more of this and you know, being woke and stuff. It's because you're trying to push something new, which people already know not to discriminate. Whether they choose to do anything with that information or not is on them. But they already knew it was a bad thing. And I think when you start bringing words in, I think it makes it scary. Maybe this is a generational thing again, and you know, disabled youngsters out there obviously will pick up on that things are ableist. But I don't think for me going forward, I'll ever look at someone and think that you'll be an ableist. Mm. No, I agree. When when I get refused my dog and then Uber and stuff like that, I'm like, it's not ableist discrimination. You're breaking the law. You know, it's not an ableist thing. It's just discrimination. Well, I, I won't use that term because the driver probably won't understand it anyway. Because a lot of the population don't know what the word means. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's, it's a very tricky issue. Um, and once again, I find myself not angry about the situation itself, but angry about those people with large followings in the disabled community making out that that is the voice of all of the disabled community. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit about a lot of it. I'd rather just get on with my life. My final thoughts on this is that both Rosie Jones and Ricky Gervais were attacked for two totally separate things. One, Rosie Jones was attacked for being disabled and Ricky Gervais was merely attacked for the language that was used. What do you care most about? For me, it's the first one. I don't want to be discriminated in any single way. The language that you use can contribute to that discrimination but i don't give a shit what people use as a word to be honest mm. whether it's made in malice or not and i don't think the ricky gervais one was because it was just part of the joke mm. and i think that's where the difference lies for me yeah we need to get rid of this anger in the disability community that's what i've just realized it makes us look very intimidating very scary and it's not helping us in any way no Can't but even all again. the charities are angry now that is the and it makes the it natural worse. tone yeah that that seems to be worse. yeah the acceptable way to be i don't know why and when that happened but it has yeah that's sad and like i said i, I don't like the fact that the approach is like with a lot of these things even with charities like all disabled people don't like this but you don't speak for me you know you, you, you're not you're not the king or queen or whatever of the disabled people you know Everyone's different. Everyone has a different opinion on things. And that's why this show exists. But if you have an opinion that's grounded in common sense and can have some balance to it, please get hold of us on the following links. If you're just going to be angry about it, you know what? Go shout in an empty room. Like, frankly, I don't want to hear it. So there's enough of that on it. Just into a pillow. <laughs> yeah. Just, just go keep it to yourself because, frankly, we're not going to read the comments. If you have anything constructive, please let us know. Because we would like to hear from people. Yeah, does, do you care? Do you care a lot? Why do you care? I, I genuinely would like to know the wider opinions outside of the angry minority. So until next week, 
Well, we'll bring you another timely thing three weeks after the event happened. <laughs> it's been Christmas, bro. Leave us alone. <laughs> Have a great week, and we will chat to you later. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at SeesawPod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at SeesawPodcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.